Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Michael K Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. The Michael K Show. I dated a girl one time. I was in her kitchen. Ooh, I bet you were. She opens up the refrigerator. Right. And just grabs like a piece of chopped meat. Oh! Tossed it in, ate it. I'm like... What the hell was that? Did you continue to see her? Yes. You could say I married her. No. <laughs> no way. Please, please say it's not true. It's true. It was Oh, Nancy. my goodness. Listen, she, she likes your meat. meat. She, she loves, loves meat. it dragged through a warm room. So we've gone to restaurants that will not cook it the way Nancy wants it cooked. And I say cooked loosely. She could go steak tartare then. Steak tartare is a thing. I, I could do that. It when you think about it, it's no different. Well, it is. The Michael K Show on 98.7 ESPN. You know, just hearing that again, Don, I'd have to fight back on one thing. What's that? Restaurants don't like to cook overcooked meat. Like when somebody orders a steak well done, they give you a look, no. they probably spit on it. But they don't care if it's raw. No, no, they no. think that's the way it should be. No, 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 no. We've, we, I'm telling you, we've gone to restaurants that will not serve a steak rare. Because well, that's ridiculous. Because they're afraid of, I guess, the... Trichinosis. Yes. That, so they won't do it. Not, not a lot of places, not high-end places... Um, I'm trying to think of one so of the them. So the Ponderosa is turning no, it down. No, we, we went to... Um, there was a Planet Hollywood. Okay. All right. right, talk to me. In... Where were we? It was either Florida or Montreal. One of the two. There would, I think it was Montreal. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. Wouldn't do it. Would not serve rare. Well, I, 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 you, do you like rare? No. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a medium. I used to I be like well medium. done. Oh, you're Nancy me- finally convinced me to go medium well. So I, I'm a medium well guy. So is it you being a medium well guy and Nancy being rare? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's it's, a, it's almost a huge. I mean, it's a really big difference. You know how difficult it is to barbecue. Like we get steaks or burgers, it's like a whole thing. We she wants burgers rare too. Yeah, but don't you, like, you realize that when you go to a restaurant, you say "well done." They're laughing at you in the kitchen. Who cares? Probably by, by, spitting by on by the way, food. You, you of all people, who cares? <laughs> I care if they spit on my food. Well, no, why would they? There's a, a lot real of, big time chef will not do it. They will not do well, it. If you I, go to a high end restaurant I'm gonna, and I'm you gonna, say well done, wrong. I'm going to say something real quick. How, how many meals in Hawthorne do you think Don is going to that are Michelin star? I, I think he's safe ordering well done. Forget with Don. That's all due respect. I don't see this respect at all. <laughs> well, I don't mean? either, Don. I don't sense the respect. Well, hold on. I, 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 I mean, I, I eat well, I but I don't go to I don't go to restaurants that are so nice that the chef would be offended. As I've gotten older, I want it more and more well done. And that whole I just can't believe Michael, a man who has the worst taste in food of anyone we know, he's worried about. You're worried about whether the chef judges you because you want it cooked well. 
No, I don't care about being judged. I'm judged all the time. You're Negatively, scared they're going to spit. People don't like it. me. I don't like I phlegm in my they, food. They get offended. I don't know if they're going to spit because they're so they won't serve a, a well done steak, but they'll serve a steak yeah, that spit. By the way, my guess is I, I just like to say I, I, I would love to hear from a real chef today, a, a, a pretty high end chef, Chef Boy RD. Sure, like sure, <laughs> RD would be fine. He's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> my, Not my, RD is Boy RD. <laughs> I know, but well, no, but that was, was the funny. nickname because he's Chef Boy. Oh, and, they, and it was RD. There were other ones. There were Chef. Boy RL, Chef Boy RQ. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I, I, I would love to hear from a real chef, though, who could confirm whether the, quote, being offended thing is real, or if you're at a certain level, you no longer care about things like that. And they're like, if a dude says he wants a thing that way, I give him the thing the way he wants and it. And also, I've gone to medium well, which I think is acceptable. No? As I've gotten older, I want it more and more well. I, I had a period of wanting it like bloody, and then I'm sitting, I can't do it. And I can't believe the amount of meat that Natalie and I con- uh, consumed at these Brazilian barbecue places last week. I'm, I'm sick with myself. You look great, though. I'm just, uh, uh, Michael, this, the stuff that's going on out here, this, it's not right. It's, what do you mean, what's going on? Do you know the, um, the amount of, like, things that are getting into every bit of meat that we're eating? Oh, stop it. Uh, are you, oh, really? You, do you know that what's happening? The amount of animals they're slaughtering, how fast they're doing it. There's no quality control, guys. The whole, the whole, this whole country's Don't out of whack, and me. then the pl- the price gouging happening. Do you guys hear right now? If you go and try to get now, if you are crazy enough to want to get a Big Mac, the Big Mac value meal on in Times Square, and I I know it's Times Square. I get it. It's the highest end you could get in terms of price. If it starts at thirteen, Don, if you go extra large Big Mac value meal in Times Square, you're up to eighteen dollars. But, but where are we as a nation? But I'm going to tell you, where we've lost we are. our way. I, I I always argue with fans about it. they should just pay whatever they want for a player. If you are going to have the minimum wage go up to twenty dollars an hour, you think that the the company's going to take the hit? You're going to take the hit. So Big Mac meals are now eighteen bucks in some places. Yeah, but it's but it's so you're absolutely right. Anytime they raise the price for anything, like like it's 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 disgusting what they pay the delivery people. But if they raise the but, price on the delivery people, um, and we're paying for that I, too. I shouldn't do it, but you'll you'll find out when you have kids. Yeah. One of the biggest problems with the country is is they want everybody to eat healthy, but healthy is more expensive and inconvenient. There's nothing more convenient when the kids are screaming, it's dinner time, you've got literally 15 minutes before you've got to be someplace, go through the drive through at McDonald's. It's, I'm sorry, you don't want to have to do it. It's all it's child abuse. I get it. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. What, what, what else are you going to do? I'm telling you, anybody that's sitting there, oh, well, I'll never do that when I have kids. Oh, no, no. Oh, you're going to do it. No, and but, you're going to do it well. But it's, but it's messed up. When but, I was a kid, but Don, when I was a kid, we got the quarter pounder meal at the NIH McDonald's right near my house in, in, Bethes- in Bethesda, Maryland. The, the QPC meal, quarter pounder of cheese, came to, with tax, $3.14. Oh, but think about it. That doesn't align. I just want everyone to be clear. That is not inflation. That is just these Bro. companies getting record money and ripping us off. Oh, General wow. Mills has raised the price of cereal, guys. It's $8 a box. But the reason well, I bring it up. When did you turn into an old man? Yeah, I mean, but really? No, no, right. clouds this, now. This is insane, though. The You're the, supposed to be the hip guy. The hold on, hold on. What is, there's, there, is it unhip to care about Americans being ripped off? But, All these companies are reporting but, record earnings. But to They're your just point, ripping us off. When I go to McDonald's, two Happy Meals for the kids. What does it come to? And I get, well, what do you and, get? I'll, and I'll I'll get I I I'll tr- treat myself every once in a while a big Mac, no cheese, and I'll get like ten nuggets. But is and that a Nancy, meal or just the big Mac? Just a meal. No 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 drinks. Oh no, so just the big Mac oh, and the nuggets. Meal, yeah, and and in um, Nancy will get a quarter pounder with cheese and a large fry, and and it, it's like fifty bucks. 
Like, I can't believe I'm going to McDonald's. I'm driving home. I'm looking at the receipt. Like, I spent $50 on what? <sighs> on a quality meal. No, you listen, know what? Here's a, way to cut, here's a way to cut back, and it's hard for the kids to understand it. All right. I stop with the Happy Meals. You don't need a toy. It'll give you the same thing that's in that box for a dollar less. Hey, wait, they hold <laughs> Wait, first of all, is that true? Yeah. I had heard. The Happy Meal, they upcharge from of the course, meal? Of course, because you're getting a toy. Yeah, but they love the toy, Michael. My God. Y'all get over it. No, but... but yeah. that's where, I There's... like that that's where Michael... Hold on, real quick. Yesterday, if you, for everyone paying attention at home, Michael and his wife agreed, no... Christmas gifts. Right. Michael walks right into the Gucci store yeah. and buys her a bag. But the way that he's saving money is by not Surprise allowing the kids. the kids to get the Happy Meal right. toy. Which, I love what you're doing. Heard, They're I, nine and ten years old. They heard, don't need a little toy. I heard this on the morning show. Rothenberg mentioned this a couple of years ago. That I think That's a guy who lives at McDonald's. But, <laughs> that after Toys R Us folded. Yeah, sad day. Jeff, that R&B McDonald's Jeffrey. became the largest toy manufacturer in the country. Because of the Happy Meals. Really? Yeah. Is that possible? It sounds great. He said it, and I think it makes sense. Well, you if Dave Rothenberg says it, you think it's fact? There is, by the way, there is a Toys R Us for all you people with kids. There's a Toys R Us in the American Dream Mall. That's where the, that's where the kids are today, Michael. Oh, they're going to love it. I saw pictures. I've never and been. right across the way from the... the um, the Toys R Us is it's sugar. I mean, it's really a child's crack den. That's what it is. <laughs> is, is it is it a fun place to go or no? Only if you're a child. Well, I mean, a parent, you know, you're going to like be soaked for money. Oh, it's not right what's happening here, guys. We well, you know something. what is right? What the Knicks are doing. Fair. Because yesterday, they beat a team they're supposed to beat, although the Bulls were playing pretty well coming in. They're under 500, and the Knicks beat them 116-100. And... I think the key to what the Knicks did and the key what you'll see the Knicks do from now on is OG Ananobi did not have a great game scoring-wise. But that's not what he's about. No. This guy just shuts people down. We had Tom Crean on yesterday who coached him in Indiana. Very good, by the way. You should go listen to the podcast. He was great. He was great. And he, he sang this guy's praises that he does what needs to be done and shuts you down defensively. And then Brunson was quoted at the game. He said, you watch the things that this guy does defensively. People just don't do it. He said, this guy's a different bird. I mean, this this could turn out to be a really good deal for the Knicks. And for everybody with the knee-jerk reaction, oh, the Knicks got fleeced, you're going to really look dumb. Because this guy fits exactly what they do, fits Thibodeau's style exactly, and the Knicks are going to win their games. They are. I don't know how far they're going to go, but when you have a shutdown defender who can be on anybody from one to five, one to five, then you've got a really valuable player. Because in the NBA, a lot of people don't play defense. But in the playoffs, Michael... You want to win a series, especially a series you're not supposed to, that's going to be a nice quality for this team. Now, Crean had them going all the way. I don't see that. But I think it's on the table they can get to the Final Four. It's going to be hard. They're going to need a lot of things to break their way. But can they get a four seed? Can they play in the conference final? I think I think that's on the table, and I think it's more on the table than it was before the deal. Yeah, I like the deal. I really do. I like the deal, and I like the way the Knicks are taking baby steps. You know, Stephen A. Smith yesterday on the pregame show said, you know, I'm the I'm a bigger star than anybody on the Knicks. I don't care about stars, Stephen. I care about guys that can play. Yeah. And these guys, Randall can play, Brunson can play, Ananobi fits in, and all the big fear that everybody had, well, you traded away your bench step. No, no, you traded away guys that played well off the bench. Now other guys are going to get an opportunity. I'm going to say something. So let's see McBride oh step up. Let's see Grimes step up. And maybe they'll fill the void of quickly. 
Here we go. Michael said something very interesting years ago. Huh. Oh, no. You know, it's gonna, Boston's going to be different once the Red Sox win. Chicago's going to be different once the Cubs win. I think Steven's going to be different if the Knicks ever win. Because I think it's part of his shtick. And I use shtick honestly. Because that's what it is. Like his cowboy thing about hating on the Cowboys. Hating on the Knicks has become his thing. For, for him to say that, I, I, I know it's probably tongue-in-cheak, Michael, but... I have the, it. The, the whole, hear it. I want to hear it. Yes, let, let him hear it. Here we go. This is the Mecca. This is Madison Square Garden. This is New York City, baby. They can't get a star. They cannot get a star. You had a chance. You had a chance, and you passed up. I don't care what Woj, Woj is with this. is excellent information, all the inside info. He will break it down to a science and make you say, yeah, it makes sense. But it doesn't change the reality. It's the Mecca, and the stars come to visit. We never have any. We ne- do, do you realize a legitimate argument could be made that Stephen A. Smith is one of the big stars in New York? You realize <laughs> yeah, that? I can go That's there. a damn shame. Yeah. A bad yeah. niece, 56 years old. Ain't thought about playing basketball in about 30 years, and I am a okay. bigger star now, okay. than most know, of the I New know, York I, 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 See, I think he's generous that he said most. Now, but 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 here's the thing: is so what? Well, you're still banging on that same drum. They can't get a star. Can you look at what's happening here and not appreciate it? If you're a supposed fan of the team, that there's it's a slow burn. I get it. But these fans that want the instant access, the instant championship, it's it's very difficult for that to happen. But they're building it the right way. They're moving in the right direction. That's the analysis you want. Instead of this, you know, banging the same tire drum. They don't have any stars. You know, I think Steven loses a big piece of his shtick if the Knicks ever become good. Because it's also, easy to hammer them. Why are you hammering them now? What, what do you want to do? If they can't get a star, they should just fold? They're doing it the right way. They're trying to get stars. They're waiting for something to shake loose. They were in on Donovan Mitchell. They didn't get him. So they've built a really good team. Do people forget how 20 years this was a vast nuclear wasteland? And everybody makes the excuses it's Dolan or it's the pressure of the media in New York or whatever. The reason the Knicks haven't been able to land a big star is, is because they haven't won in 50 years and they haven't come close to winning in 25 but if they're playing in a conference final, Michael, and they're playing the Bucks and they're playing the Celtics, and they lose in six games, and the building is electric and the city is hopping, you saw what happened when they won a playoff game against the Hawks a couple of years ago. They took to the streets. You saw this Nick fan base rallied around this team for losing in the second round to the Heat last year. If this team made it to the third round, you don't think that that would finally break the seal and get people to say, I want to play in New York for this coach and this team that's moving in the right direction? That's going to change everything. And they finally built a team that maybe, just maybe, can do that. And also, when you say there are no stars, uh, Julius Randle is very literally an all-star. And, and Brunson's a star, Michael. I of mean, course he, he is. He may go about it a little bit differently than a lot of other players because of his position. But if you watch him every day, that's a star, Michael. And and Julius Randle can be frustrating, but he is a star. That's that's that's. Un- I, listen, I'm a big fan of Steven, and he knows way more basketball than I can. But when I heard that, I was like, "Come on, man! Now this is when you want to do that. This is what because because uh, that's like a big um, bullet in his is a gun of oh let's let's bang on the Knicks. Well, you know Th- what? Now's not the time. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, not a star. Last night, 10 points, 20 rebounds, 5 blocks, a plus 32 when he was on the court. Same thing with Ananobi. These guys are good players. They've put together a good team. 
Is it a championship team? No, I don't think so. But Woj was reporting yesterday they are taking their swing. They're probably not going to be able to get a deal done this year because teams don't want to trade their stars in the middle of the season. But during the offseason, somebody's going to be disgruntled. Some teams aren't going to make the playoffs. Somebody's going to go to their GM or owner and say, I want out. And then the Knicks will pounce. They have all those first-round draft picks. Forget about stars. Give me a winning team. This team was beyond awful for 20 years. And now all they do is win 45 to 50 games. I'll take it. It's not all about winning championships. I know we haven't had a championship here with the Knicks since 73. I get it. And that's the ultimate goal. But can't you sit back and enjoy the fact that they're a good team? So what, are you just supposed to sit there and do nothing until that happens? Right. Or have a team that you feel proud to root for? A team that can score? A team that wins at home? I, it just it's just really frustrating because the Nick fans are optimistic and they've got a real reason to feel good about this. A lot, right, a lot of them didn't love the deal and the knee jerk reaction was negative because I get it. This team usually drops the ball in moments like this, but if you really just take a second and take a look at what this team is doing, it's fun. Yeah, it's. I listen. I do understand why fans are frustrated with the baby steps, but but at the same time, these are like. Think about the other teams we're talking about today, guys. Well, think about what we're saying about the Jets and the Giants. B- baby steps, there are no steps. There, it's the same thing every year. We get to the end of the year and we go, uh, well, let's see what happens next year. Are we going to start over? Do we have a quarterback? Do we have a coach? Do we have this? Do we have that? We have nothing. In the case of the Knicks, step by step over the last few years, they have been better. And evidence suggests, guys, that this year they're poised to have the best season they've had so far. So I get why fans could be that way. But you have to think a knowledgeable basketball fan like Steven has to appreciate that regardless of the lack of star, this is a team that is absolutely going the right direction. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Chef Louie in Beacon. Oh, see, this Chef is Louie. We see, we need this. Thank you, Chef. What's up, Chef? Chef? Oh, come on, man. We needed you, Chef. What the F? Well, what he was going to say, hopefully we'll get him back, is I guess it depends on the chef, whether they get insulted by well done or not. All right, let's go to Andrew in Pennsylvania. He wants to talk about the same thing. Okay. Michael, Don, and Peter. What's up, guys? How are you doing, Andrew? I'm a little nervous here. Never. Don't be. We're hacks. uh, I work... (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I worked in the restaurant industry for like 10 years, and it's pretty even um, with customers that order well done and rare. Um, the funny thing is when, uh, you know, somebody that really wants it well done, they'll come in and they'll tell you they want it for like, a, like the sole of a shoe or someone will tell you they want it so rare that it's uh, dripping blood off the plate. Um, I think chefs look at it like art. You know, they want to they wanna create the template or the palette for their customers uh, no matter how they want their steak cooked. So it, that's the way at least I looked at it when I was a cook. You know, you want to do your best to... Uh, do your best for your customers. So. Well, Andrew, I guess what I'm talking about is the high-end chefs, like Peter said, the Michelin star restaurants. They're not going to do it. They will say no. What about Del Frisco's? Because that's, that's high-end. Del yeah, Frisco's might get a little upset if you say well done. I, I think they'll bring it, but I, I don't think, think, they'll I, think I think they're used to it. I think Del Frisco's is getting well done orders. I do. you, you, you got to think, a head-end chef is more like an artist. They're there to paint the, uh, their food as their artwork. You know, they, they don't want to, I don't know, they don't want to spit in it and, and push you Yeah, but, but if you're ordering a well-done steak, Andrew, you're taking the art out of the cook. You just are. That's but, not art. 
I could do that. I get it, but you also, the customer's always right. You're there to serve the customer. If the customer I, likes their steak well I couldn't well done, agree with you more. If you're talented but these enough, guys, make it work. These guys are very, very into themselves. How do we, this is such a broad generalization. That's I, what we do here. Yeah, I just, listen, I know, and I, I have had friends, like I, I remember once Ballard practically spit out his wine when we were at, Ebro had a birthday dinner somewhere. Uh, a nice and place. And Ballard was invited? Really? Yes, Ballard was there oh as well. Oh, my goodness. Ballard. <laughs> I mean, Hebrew's a very generous guy. He said, I mean, I, I'm with Ballard all the time. So he was like, yeah, bring Ballard, of course. So I brought Ballard with me. We go to Ebro's birthday thing. It was a big dinner. It was like 40 people there. Sounds like Michael would have said no. No, I would have said yes. I like Ebro. No, no, no. Meaning Ballard. I, uh, yeah, of course. He would have said no. He's disgusted by him. So it's a, a pretty nice place. And... It was one of those deals where when people order the steak, it, it, I guess they gave Ebro one of those deals where like, hey, we're going to bring out steaks for everybody, blah, blah, blah. And they would slice the steaks, right? And so they'd come to the table with a plate of sliced steak and people would share that and then there'd be sides, right? Mm. One of our friends, my buddy Dominican Drew, was like, hey. Is that his given name? That's right. His first name Dominican, last name Drew. Don't, don't call him the Dominican. No, if you call him the Dominican Drew, you got a problem. <laughs> and I remember Dominican Drew was like, hey, can we get one of these well done? Oh, Ballard was beside himself. So Ballard's classy. Well, he's, Ballard's a, a, a very a, a high level foodie. Uh, there's no one who's restaurant. He has is some of the best restaurant knowledge in New York of anyone I know. I mean, it looks like he eats a lot. I get that, but I mean, <laughs> but he likes like really high end food. Of, of course, he does. Interesting. He likes delightful. But here's the thing. Uh, but at the same time, I hear what ba- it's taste, though, man. If if people like their steak. They don't want it red. It grosses them out, but they they don't want to. What I don't for me, it's less the grossed out. It's more the if it's not done perfectly, I just don't feel like chewing and chewing. I need it to be perfect. I don't want to be sitting there chewing your raw meat. <laughs> I'm gonna need that later, Anthony. Let's go <laughs> yeah. to uh, Spike in St. Pete. Hey. Spike. Hey boys, uh, been a little under the weather, so I I'm just sorry. Been I'm sorry. No, no, it's just it's, it got really cold here, really fast, and uh, move you know, back to New York. Like, Stop the yeah, nonsense, come on. Spike. What are you doing? What are you doing, yeah, Florida? Well, you know, sometimes I miss all the events and the people, and but but let me get to the reason I called. Uh, you know, I uh, one of my great pleasures is uh, Bill Daughtry, but Larry Hardesty, and Dave Rutherford at one point did the poster game and calling right after the Nick game. It's a raw reaction of people. Uh, I give the management a lot of credit. Scott Perry's uh, uh, mission and, and strategy of doing it just wasn't working, as was Steve Mills. So they cleaned the house. Leon's been as patient as a joke. You know, he's just been... Perfect here. I watched this kid his first year at Indiana. You mentioned you had uh, the coach on yesterday, right? Yep. Is he, isn't he married to one of the Harbaugh sisters? Yes. The Harbaugh sisters? Yes, he yeah, is. So something good, really good coach. Anyway, uh, I watched Ananobi play there. First year, he shot 45% from three. and that, But I watched them, and I kept saying to buddies of mine who know basketball like I do, this court's 50 by 94. This guy's got a wingspan, and he gets into his hands, getting to the passing lane. He had four deflections in the fourth quarter. They don't stat that. I don't know why they don't, but they don't. It's pretty easy to do with all the cameras. He, he's right on this guy, and do you notice how he moves without the ball? And I'll give you another thing to keep an eye on. When DiFrancenzo and he uh, and Ananobi are on the court between the hash marks or the circles, there's havoc going on there. I'm sure you noticed it. 
And, and you see Andre Drummond is playing a back-to-back. He's about 30 pounds overweight, and he, and he took an elbow. But Hardenstein played like Rambo last night. I mean, you, this team is good. They, uh, do they need another guy? I'll give you three guys. First of all, you've got to give McBride and Grimes. You've got to give them until before February 8th. Yep. So you've got to give them 12, 12, 15 games. Run them out there with Tibbs. It'll be seven minutes of a shot, but that's the way it works. Quickly wasn't going to sign. This is all repetitive stuff. I love R.J. Barrett as a kid, but his game's the same at 18, 23, and 30, and he'll play 12 years in the league and maybe not make an all-star team. But his defensive integrity, well, it just slipped. Something happened to him. He's a tweener, Michael. He, they, he doesn't fit somewhere, but he was good in the playoffs, and he's a great kid, and he's playing well with Toronto, and I only wish them well. It's a good family. But I think the Knicks can compete with anybody. Peter, you're not going to like me for this. Uh, you'll like me for other things. But uh, Boston, uh, Pozinga's going to miss some games. Uh, and their bench is weak. Peyton Pritchard's their only shooter off the bench. they got to get another bench player like the Knicks do. But defensively, this kid with the two guys from Villanova, and it relaxes Randall and Brunson. You saw it last night. You know they're going to win that game. It just gives them. And you know what else it does, Spike? The the guy, and we thank you for the call. He he plies his trade in the corner, offensively. That opens up the lane for for Randall, which he has to have, and for Brunson to create. Uh, Anthony Greek just sent this to me. Gordon Ramsay, famous um, chef. Notorious hater of well-done steaks. Sure. He's stated that, quote, whatever quality of beef it is, it's gone past any form of taste when you've cooked it well done. I get get what he's saying. I'll put it this way. I I don't like it bleeding. I I mean, I like it medium. I I get why a a well-done piece of steak... You could have the highest quality steak or a lower end steak, and it kind of all becomes the same when it's well done. I get that, and I see why a chef would not appreciate that. But there are just some people who enjoy the taste of a well-done steak. It is what it is. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It's time now for the Amani Tumor Report brought to you by Bigelow T. Yeah. And Amani joins us now. Amani, happy new year, first of all. Uh, secondly, uh, we opened up the show talking about you know Jordan Ronan reporting that there is a segment uh, in that building that doesn't like Brian Dable. Uh, the coaches think it's too much. The players don't like it either. I, I, I think Dable's a good coach. Uh, I think you work through that stuff. But you're in the building a lot. Do you sense that at all, Amani? No, I don't. I don't sense that at all. And you know, I would be upset if the whole coaching staff was kumbaya and everything was good. This was a bad season. They took a huge step back. And I think the most important part of this season is what we've learned about Brian Dable is being able to take uh, Tommy DeVito and take Tarad Taylor and take Daniel Jones and make the, make them the better, the best versions of themselves. That's a talent that I think people are underestimating. I don't care if they're, the coaches don't get along. That, that, to me, never really meant much. I remember my first day playing at the Giants – uh, the, the offensive line coach and the defensive line were belly bumping each other, getting ready to fight. So it, it's a high-stress situation. Everybody's upset, and I'm glad that they're upset. I don't want them to be happy right now. There's nothing to be happy about in this season when they took a huge step back. Well, my feeling was, Amon, I don't know what's true, what's not true, but if they end up losing some coaches because they don't want to be with Brian Dable, I need to get to the bottom of that. I just can't mm-hmm. disregard it and say, sorry, you're going to have to toughen up. If I'm going to get behind Brian no. Dable and I lose Wink and I lose Kafka and I have a difficult time finding coaches that want to be a part of my team, i got to get to the bottom of why that is. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to you guys speak the whole time and you guys are having a great conversation. I would just add in that, you know, uh, one of the callers that said earlier, there's only there's only uh, 31 other jobs out there to be an offensive coordinator and to be at the stepping stone of being a head coach. They they got their opportunities both Kafka and and um, and Wink last year, and they didn't pull the trigger. They didn't get the job, and now they're in a worse position. If they were a stock, they would be down right now. Especially Mike Kafka. No disrespect, but I mean the injured the injuries. Uh, play a huge role. The starting left tackle, the, the offensive line uh, iterations really uh, uh, curtailed it. But you know what? You know, just like last year when he was hot, this year he's not. So I just feel like, you know, it, it's a, it's a, you don't really need people to like you. They just need to be re- to respect that you are heading in the right direction and you have the team first. I mean, when I mean, you look at Tom Coughlin, you guys were talking about that earlier in the show. Like, Tom Coughlin was not an easy guy to get along with. People didn't get along with him, but they respected how he approached the game, how he got everybody prepared, and he led the team. You're not going to be the, the most liked person uh, being the quarterback of the team, which I talked about before many times in this program, and you're not going to be the most liked being the boss of everybody. And, um, you know, that's just the way it is. And when things go wrong and things don't, aren't as, you're not as successful as you were the year before, there's going to be some tension. It's natural. Um, uh, now, can they work it through? That's an entirely different situation. I think it would be a mistake for both of those coordinators to leave um, under these type of uh, situations because I remember when um, uh, when uh, Sean Payton, you know, was forced to do some. You know, he was he was he was the offense coordinator of the Giants, and 
you know, uh, our, our coach at the time, Jim Fossil, was not the greatest person towards him, uh, but he just sucked it up, took, did the job and, until he got his other opportunity. But we were successful, so he did get another opportunity. At the end of the day, it's a performance-based business, and you got to perform. And all both of these coordinators hadn't performed the way they – they hadn't performed their best to put it on their resume for them to get uh, one of these new jobs uh, coming out this offseason. Now, football has obviously evolved. I mean, we're, we're past the days of the Junction Boys where Bear Bryant could, you know, run people almost to death. But it's a tough sport, Imani. And, and, and you know, you, you played in a different era as well. Did you get yelled at? I mean, is it screaming all the time? Is that the way it is? And does a player not appreciate that? Well, I feel like, you know, I, we were always under the impression when I was playing that when you really should worry is when the coach stops yelling at you. Because if he's yelling at you, at least it means that he cares and he expects more out of you. When the expectation drops to a level where he's apathetic, that's when you need to worry. But it's one of those things where each coach has to know their players individually. There's certain players you can yell at and help them, and there's certain players when you yell at them, they go in the tank. And it's up to to that coach to realize the personality, have sidebar conversations so that he knows who he's dealing with. You can't treat everybody the same but um, because everybody's buttons get pushed at a different level. So, I mean, he's yelling at Daniel Jones. Obviously, Daniel Jones can take it. He's not going to yell at somebody who doesn't feel that can take the criticism. And uh, that's the art of a coach. You have to know when to crack the whip and you have to know when to pat somebody on the back. And... Um, yeah, for, how about, for how him about to being, keep the how, team the way he did is not is impressive. How about being yelled at publicly though? Because you know it seems like he's done that. We've seen him on on games do that. What does a player feel like that? Because a lot of coaches don't do that. Obviously, Robert Sala doesn't, and some coaches do. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Bill Parcells made a you know a cottage industry out of embarrassing Phil Simms, screaming at him on the sidelines all the time. Again, it's a different sport. But how does a player feel mm-hmm. if they're screamed at in public? I mean, it depends on the player. Like I. I don't think that would go well with me because before anything, I'm a man, and you're not going to disrespect me in front of uh, in front of people. But uh, I think one of the things that when I'm talking to Phil Sims, that's the stuff that got him going. Like he mm-hmm. would yell, and they'd yell back, and then they would be ready to play. So it's it's not a like a catch-all for everybody. Everybody is different. Everybody reacts differently to different things, and so. It's like right before getting ready, getting ready for a game sometimes. You see some guys and they're like listening to their music and they're pumping. And then other guys talking about golf and talking about all kinds of stuff. Both when the, when the football drops, they, when the balls get kicked off, they play at the exact same intensity. Everybody reacts differently. And I think that's that uh, you, you can't just blanket all that. He yelled at him like, is he, is he a guy that takes that? Is he not a guy? That's, I think there's more intricacies into, into these interpersonal uh, relationship between I, a coach and a player. I know we're just speculating, Amani, because you're not in the building, but is Dable the reason this team, you think, has had the fight that they've had down the stretch? I mean, I do. I do, because you don't see him, like, you know, you see Nathaniel Hackett, right, last year with the Denver Broncos. They gave up on him. You look at uh, the McDaniels for the Raiders. They gave up on him. And that's not happening with the Giants. This team shows a lot of pride. They show a lot of effort. They show a lot of fight. I think, you know, the injury situations curtailed what they were supposed to do this year. They've had a couple, no excuses, but they had a bad season. And the fact that they kept fighting and they'll keep on fighting to the end, it's, it's, there's a testament to that. Anybody can play on a team that's winning 
you know, winning a whole bunch of games and everybody's telling them how great they are. It's the teams that come back when people are telling how terrible they are and, and, and have a little bit of a blip that shows that the culture is actually working uh, for the New York Giants. Why do you think Tyrod's still the starting quarterback with the games now not meaning anything for the standings? Well, I think he gives them like, – the, the offense has never looked better in terms of the deep throws, the mid-range throws, the ball out of the hand quicker. It looked the best when, to me when Tyrod Taylor was behind, the, behind, the, uh, behind center. Mm-hmm. He just seems like he knows what he's doing better. And whenever I see a quarterback back in the pocket looking around, trying to figure things out, when he hits his back foot, he's not going somewhere with the football. To me, it tells you somebody who doesn't know what he's doing. So I saw that too much out of Daniel Jones. I saw that too much out of uh, Tommy DeVito at times, even though he did play very well. But when I see Tyrod Taylor, I just see a guy who's operating the offense. Is he doing anything spectacular? I mean, I love the deep balls. I love the way he's spreading the offense. But I, I, I just feel like if you are going in your locker room in front of this team, a group of guys, and saying you want to win every game, and then you put Tommy DeVito in, the, the kind of the way that he kind of fizzled out there towards the end, you're being disingenuous. And I feel like if they believe that Tommy DeVito gave them a better opportunity to win, Tommy DeVito would be playing. Yeah, but here, here's where I'll push back. There was, a, there was a game when Tyrod Taylor was healthy and Tommy DeVito was healthy, and Tommy DeVito started. And it's not about winning games right now. You always want to try to win games. But, Amani, you know what you have in Tyrod Taylor. He's probably not going to be back with the Giants next year. I mean, you can continue yeah. to get a real free look at Tommy DeVito and see, can I go into next year as the backup quarterback with Tommy DeVito? You've, you've, you're ruining an opportunity to take a look at him, and you lost a game with Tyrod anyway. Yeah. No, I mean, that's true. That's a great point. I mean, I, I can't dispute that. That actually did happen. But I just feel like the team looked better. Like, I, I just, they looked better against the Eagles in the second half when they played. They looked better last week versus the Rams. Mm-hmm. And that's all you really could ask for. And what, let's just take it a step further than that. What happens if Tyrod Taylor goes in and starts that Saints game? Do we do the, is it a different, is it, does it turn into four games in a row? I don't know. But I feel like after the way uh, Tommy DeVito played in the Saints game, and then he played the first half of the Eagles game, I think they had enough. And not to say that he doesn't deserve to be on the roster and he is not a, he's a developing quarterback that you know, did, a, did a great job for, for what he was asked to do. But still, at the end of the day, you have to look all those players in the eye and say, hey, look, I'm really, really trying to win. And if you're trotting Tommy DeVito out there, especially after the, two, the game and a half that he was, showed that futility, it, it's hard to convince those players to do that. All right, we're talking with Imani Tumor. We have about 30 seconds, and I, I just wanted to get your take on this. We spoke about it yesterday, Imani. Um, mm-hmm. DeVito, on his day off, does a lot of stuff, a lot of appearances, mm-hmm. and I don't blame him. He's trying to make money. This could be his 15 minutes of fame. Is that mm-hmm. looked upon unfavorably by coaches when a guy is so out there? Because you could say it's an off day, but Imani, we've been told by Steve Young, you give up your life if you're a quarterback. You have to be studying tape every single minute and studying and seeing what the opposition's going to do. Do you think that he was out there so much that it probably rubbed Dable the wrong way? Um, I think that uh, in the NFL, you really have to to be able to do those things. I you have to prove it on the field, and then they'll give you a pass. I remember Jesse Palmer was the bachelor, and I remember talking to um, uh, to our backup quarterback at the time, and 
when Jesse Palmer decided to go out to L.A. and stay there for two months, he was like, uh, it was Jason Garrett. And I'm like, Jason, but he's throwing the whole weekend. He's, he's doing what he has to do. And he's like, and then Jason Garrett comes to me and says, do you think Peyton Manning would be out there, um, you know, doing The Bachelor, or would he be working on his craft every Come day? Come on, nobody would Tom pick Brady Peyton Manning. Nobody would pick Peyton Manning in The Bachelor. Jesse, Jesse Palmer, you know. <laughs> okay, Tom Brady. Or Drew All right. Those, All guys right. Would, those guys would not be doing The Bachelor. They would be focusing on what they got to do. There's so few opportunities that you have in the league. Look, I get it. It's a, it's a balance. Are you going to maximize your dollars or are you going to – you know, maximize how you play on the field when you don't know how much longer you are going to play on the field. I think that, I mean, who knows, but um, I, can't, I can't blame him either way. It's a decision he made, and the results are the results. He's definitely going to be a New Jersey legend, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you what, Imani, I, in, in retrospect, it worked out for Jesse Palmer. Yeah, it did. Now he's a big star. Yeah. yeah. Big time star. He's one, he's one of my time. best friends on the team. He's a big time star. I can't even. I don't even get in touch with him anymore. Oh, that's sad. See that? You hate, that's I, you hate to hear that. That's a, that. He's a bad guy. You could always get in touch with me, Amani. I'm no, not. He's not a bad guy. He's just he's busy. He's doing the. Uh, no, I'd always. You're you're never too busy for your friends. I would always make time for Amani Toomer. Give me a break. <laughs> I mean, he's all over the world, though. He's worldwide. He's not just New York anymore. He's Florida. He's, oh. Italy, and he's all over. Well, good luck to you, Wolverines, man. Oh, yeah, you're going to Houston. Have a good time uh, at the championship game. Hail to the victors. Man, that was a great game, man. How how, how hyped are you, like, all time as a sports fan? And I know it's different when you played for the the school, but, like, where does this rank for you and most hyped you've been for an event? Um, It's up there. Um, It's it's so funny because when I watch the games, I'm like, oh, Michigan, I don't really care. It's college. I don't really... But when I'm watching the game, I, I don't know if you can tell, but my voice is a little hoarse from yelling at the TV screen because not only did they beat Alabama, but they beat the SEC. And I think the SEC is one of the over- most overrated conferences in the world, and in college football, I should say. And for them to lose to... No, two, two SEC teams lost. Texas lost, which is going to be an SEC team next year, to a Big yep. Ten team. With Washington is going to be a Big Ten team. And Michigan beat Alabama. So the Big Ten beat both SEC teams. And it just makes me smile because I can't stand all those SEC, you know, apologists. Oh, well, they didn't want to play that game. That's why they lost their bowl games. I can't stand it. They they are so overrated, dramatically overrated, and it showed when wow. Michigan was pushing around over Alabama little boys uh, <laughs> in uh, on both the offensive line and the defensive line, pushing them around like they were little ragdolls. <laughs> Enjoy Houston. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, man. That's the Imani Tumor Report brought to you by Bigelow T, who encourages you to grab a mug and tea proudly. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. Let's take some phone calls, and then uh, we've got some big stuff to do in the 5 o'clock hour. You don't know. Judy in Buffalo. Judy. Hey, Happy New Year. Same to I you. I agree with Peter. You know, $8 for a box of cereal, and then you call him old, and you call him not cool, and then you say in the next sentence, I'm not spending an extra dollar on a McDonald's toy for my kids. So isn't that a little contradiction? No, because that has nothing to do with age. That has to be prudent and and cheap. But Peter's just, I mean, but but, but, but Peter complaining about the price of cereal sounds like this is what... You know, people, older people do on a fixed income. Peter's raking in money. But, but so I shouldn't care about what uh, the average people are paying for. Cereal? Oh, is that you're really caring about average people or yourself? I don't even buy cereal. Care. I don't. I, I honestly don't even buy cereal. I just know what is happening out here. But it just sounded so funny that in the next breath, yes. you're, you're not paying a dollar for, for, a, for a Happy Meal toy. For his, yeah. for his children. And then the other thing is. Then you go into a store and buy a bag of cookies, but yet you denied me sending you a beautiful homemade basket of Christmas cookies from an 82-year-old Italian-Polish woman who's been baking for years. But but Judy, Judy, I I want the cookies. You know I love you, but I, I can't, I don't take cookies from people that I, mean, I, I don't know you I, I you sound delightful I mean there could be some wahoo out there that's going to send cookies that are going to be laced with something I don't eat I don't eat food that fans send I just don't I makes me a bad guy I guess I don't know makes me suspicious but you know Judy I don't know Judy Judy sounds like a delightful person but I really don't know her I trust you Judy they're cookies. Okay, send it to I'm Peter. Gonna, I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you some of my cookies, and then Michael, you can have a choice. Judy, Judy, Judy. No, uh, here's the one thing though, Judy. Once you send me the cookies, I will share them with everyone but Michael. Even if he sees them and goes, "I've changed my mind." No, no, no. First, I he's would, out. Here's what I would do: if you eat them and you don't die, then I would try them. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, and boy. I'm a Yankee fan of 65 years, okay? And an ex-New Yorker. I mean, come on. Judy, trust me. I, 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 Judy, I don't trust anybody. I love you. I, we love having you on the show. I just, I, I, you sound like somebody that I would trust, but I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I'm the last not, time a, uh, I am not going to eat any food sent by fans. I'm just not. When was the last time a radio host was poisoned? When? If, if it's going to be, it's going to be me. It doesn't happen. You can trace it back. It's so easy. It, 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 Michael, it's... That's it's, why I was always shocked that Phil Rizzuto would eat cannolis from fans. No, thank you. People send stuff up the booth all the time. I don't eat it. But why? I don't know what you're Because thinking. I'm afraid. Of what? There's no evidence to be afraid. Where's the example? Where? Well, I, 
One I time Anthrax was sent to CNN in, in like 25 years. Well, when when has anybody been poisoned? When? If you had a you laundry what? list, I'd say, you know what? It's a legitimate concern. But your concern is, I'll be the first. Would Would you agree, Don, rather than fight about this, would you agree that the world is a very dark place? Very now? dark. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll sit it out. But not nearly as dark as it is in Michael's head. No. It's, no, no, it, no. It's, Things it, are much darker in my head. I agree. But it's dark. You know, you know I don't know if you ever had this experience, Don. Sometimes I'll have a dream, and in the it's more of a nightmare, right? And in this dream slash nightmare, the world is so scary and dark. Like something's happening, it just feels so. I'm like I'm terrified, and then I wake up from the dream, and I go, "Oh my god, I'm not scared. The world isn't nearly as scary and dark as it was no. in my nightmare." I when Michael wakes up, there's no difference. None. Every day it's is a sad existence. The things that I have found out recently that Michael doesn't enjoy in a real way, it's... <sighs> Boy, you really want to spit out what we talk about. I, 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 you so I, want to do it. I, I, you have uh, no we both idea. do. You have no it's idea. It's all we've talked about during breaks. It would have. It would be a week of shows. It, would cha- it may change the future of this show forever. Oh, yeah. It would change my future for sure. Well... I mean, there's nothing bad. None of it was bad. You know, explain the right way. It's not bad. It's just psychotic. I'm not sure we'd last a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we may lose the show. I don't know, but I don't think so. I think people would just go, wow, what an interesting man that is. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could say I'm interesting. You could say I'm deranged. You could say I'm, I'm, I'm damaged. All of those things are true. I just think there's a lot of things that are in Michael's life that are completely wasted on him. Yeah. Right? For yeah. instance... Like great food, the access to tremendous food that you just I love decide great food, not to be a part the, but of. But the food that I like is great. I love the. But you don't I'm, even know because you don't try it. Well, I love a great it. steak. I love a great chicken parmesan. I love it. If that's, it's well done, it's great. It's even better. It's two items you just mentioned. Yeah, two. Okay, I love great pizza. That's three items. Literally, these are the items that you. you it's the menu of a four year old. I love wings. I love fried chicken. Oh, I mean, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Okay? We're, we're worried, Don't worry about no, me. Worry, though. The, you could, yesterday, we were legitimately. Yeah, well, that was. But you, can, you can't enjoy a massage. You can't enjoy Judy's cookies. I, I, I probably can if, if I get her vetted and I know that she's, <laughs> she's all fine. Fair enough. All right, uh, some baseball news. We'll come back with that in just a moment. But first, Peter's going to tell us all about what a weirdo I am and also FanDuel. Yeah, you don't know what I'm going to tell you, but I will tell you this. FanDuel, oh boy, the NFL regular season, it's wrapping up. But listen, on FanDuel, still so much action. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. You know what? What's the old uh, commies line against the cowgirls this week? Uh, you can't say that anymore. That sounds like it's meant to be sexist. I didn't mean it that way. Well, what is the Cowboys' uh, commies line? The line is Dallas minus 13. Minus 13? Oh, I might I might have to take the Commanders. If I find out Jacoby Brissett's getting the start, I might go with the Commanders to play spoiler. And you can do it whatever you want over on FanDuel Sportsbook, okay? All you got to do is go make yourself a $5 bet and get 150 bucks in bonus bets. Try the same game parlays. Try the Parlay Hub, the best way to bet uh, popular parlays. So much more. FanDuel.com slash Peter. Make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 and over in physically present New York. First online, real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable bonus bets. That expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com for help with a gambling problem. Call 877-OPEN-Y or text OPEN-Y at 467-369. 
Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.